0: Let's all stand and together we lift up our voices as we sing sing hymn number 66 To God be the glory. To
1: God be the glory, great things we have done.
2: July seventeenth.
0: Yeah, I forgot
2: to change the songs date. Songs are the same <clears throat> from July seventeenth. Okay, all right. So we're winging it. No,
0: no, I forgot to change the date on it.
2: But the songs are, are what it's supposed to be. Yes, that tonight. is correct. Pr- that is correct. Pr- okay, yes, okay, <laughs> all right, very good. Just just needed to know. I. uh... I live and die by paper today, nowadays. <laughs> Calendars, schedules, outlines. Um, I don't know, I don't know. I think I've always done that. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I blame it more on getting older, but I don't think it's getting older. I think it's just always been my way. Right. And uh, so when I see something like that, it throws me off a little bit. I think, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just shared with you my work. <laughs> Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. We'll open up our service. Father in heaven, we thank you so very much for the opportunity to come and serve you tonight and worship, uh, celebrate a week of camp, be able to hear the testimonies of boys and girls as well as volunteers. And Lord, we, we are really just so grateful that we as a church, you, that you use us to do these things. Lord, it's a privilege to serve you.
0: In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Please be seated. So let's continue in singing. Let the nations be glad. Let the glory of the Lord
1: forever be our joy. May redemption be the theme of our song. grace we shall proclaim to the corners of the earth that Christ has come. Let the nations
2: tonight is our camp celebration or reflection testimony night Uh, and what we do is just kind of celebrate what the Lord did over the last week and why do we do it here at church Sunday night because we as a church invest and make this happen it's not really just the people who go but it's our whole church who has a part in it through your tithes your offerings through the support of your staff, it enables us to do the ministry of Camp Sunlight all through these years. Um, I had, Sandra Jo had a, a lady come and talk to her about Camp Sunlight. Can I say it? Well, I was getting ready to do that. But
3: it's going to be my testimony for tonight.
2: You want to save it or you want to I do want it now? I
0: say it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah.
2: So, I'm, so, Sandra Jo had a lady who came and talked to her
0: That's and...
2: <laughs> Somebody help me. <laughs> so a lady came and talked to Sandra Joe at camp, uh, and so Sandy told me that testimony and it really touched me, so I wanted her to share that with you tonight. Okay,
3: I didn't know that, sorry. Red <laughs> Mike <laughs> Mike. Oh no, it's William. Rose. Rose. Whomever. Um, So at camp, you know, there are many, many, many boys and girls who've grown up to be men and women who are now workers at camp through the years. And um, one lady came to me, and she came to camp when she was a little girl. And she said that she has a very impactful, specific memory that she wanted to share with me because she came and she said she just wanted to express her appreciation and thanks. And she, she lives far away. when She doesn't come to one of our churches. She's a faithful uh, Christian lady raising her family. But she said that um, when she went to camp, when she was a little girl, the specific time that she was talking about was our very first year at Bethany Birch's at the wilderness camp. And she said we were under the big pavilion. And she said, I remember that Pastor Taylor taught the boys and you taught the girls for one of the breakout sessions. And she said it was the very first time in my whole life, although she had gone to church since she was an infant, that I understood that the scriptures could be pointed right to me. They could be applied to my life right where I was as a camper. And she said that moment, she said, I still remember it vividly because that's when the word of God became real to me. And she said that was from Camp Sunlight because she said that was the way it was set up and it was pointed to my spiritual growth. And she said every year that she came back or that she knows anybody who's gone, she said, I know that when they go, they're going to get that spiritual challenge directed to them where they are, where they're living as campers. And she said, I just wanted to say thank you because that impacted my life for the rest of my life. And I thought that's, that's a great testimony of our church that we really, it's not about anybody who goes as a worker, as you know, it is hard work, it's hard work. But it is not about the work; it's about the message and the spiritual growth of the campers and how it impacts them. So, what a, what a great testimony! What a great, what a great testimony before the Lord for our church to just continue, just continue bringing campers the word and growing them.
2: Amen. So the other night, I was I, I had gone down. And I was kind of rallying the kids. There was a green area. It's called the green area, but the kids have pretty worn it down to just dirt. But it's, it's called the green area. And as I was down there, one of the pastors came up to me, Pastor Dan Frost. He pastors up in uh, St. Albans. And Dan came down to me. He said, Pastor, I wanted to tell you that 20 years ago this week, I was a camper at Camp Sunlight. And I received Jesus Christ as my savior. He said, camp, this camp, camp sunlight. He said, I grew up in church. I heard the gospel, but it was at camp when I received Jesus Christ as my savior. And he is now a pastor. Um, it's really important for me to let you know, as a church, that it is a, it's all of you, you all have fruit in this. You know, the Bible talks about the gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, and stubble. And the investment you have made in all these little churches. Today, I got a text from a pastor who said to me, Brother Taylor, thank you so much for what Victory Baptist Church, for what we do for all the other churches. Because we don't have to do it. They know it. But we do it because we care. Amen? Amen. Thank you, church. Brother John, why don't you do a first verse of the song and then we'll look for some testimonies uh, from our campers or our staff?
0: Okay, let's sing together Sweet by and by. There's a land that is fairer than day. There's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith
1: we can see it afar. For the Father is.
2: start us off with maybe a testimony about camp and a decision you made this week or somehow that it stirred you this week. Anybody? All those shy. No, no, (laughs) they were not this quiet at camp. (laughs) Anybody want to raise their hand? Yes, ma'am. I didn't see you there, but you could have been just mixed in with all the other kids.
4: I worked out to the fair with Ann Messenger this last weekend. Met a lot of nice people. Gave out a lot, a lot of tracks. And one man, I gave him directions to come here, and he was here Sun, uh, not Sunday, but um, Wednesday night, I think. And I didn't even get a chance to talk to him, but he said I'd heard a lot about your church, and and I said you gotta come. It's just like home. You know,
5: going home.
2: Amen. 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 Very good. Anybody else testimony? <laughs> daddy I
5: was not able to go to camp this year. Boo. Um, but
3: um, you know, speaking to what Sandy was saying, is that camp? I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> So camp has been, was a huge part of my life, even as a teenager. I mean, this church was doing camp when I
5: was a teenager, and that affected my whole entire life. And then my kids went to camp, and I can clearly remember the night that
3: Mark came to me at camp, and he had accepted Christ as a savior. And, you know, he still serves the Lord faithfully, raising his girls to love the Lord. And so thank you very
1: much, Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Anybody else? Yes, sir.
6: That's special to you guys. Thank you. This week. At, oh, well. Wow. This week at camp, uh, I realized that I want
4: to go to God for me, not because I'm told to. And I realized that that week.
2: Amen. 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 Very good. Anybody else? Counselor or kitchen worker? Anybody? Testimony about this week at camp? Maybe you helped kids fish. Any anybody. Doris, stand right up, good and loud.
5: To stand
2: up to me, no? no, but I want everybody to see you.
5: Oh, no, um, okay. I just want to say thank you to the church for doing all this work to get us all to get to camp. It's a great time of year for me. It's so many memories I can't even begin to think and say, and seeing. All the kids over the years came through this food chain and walked their way to the front. And they still know the rule. Come at the end of the line, you get bigger servings. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's always been that way. Of course, when you have a lot of people to feed, you want to make sure everybody gets enough so that's one of the things that when pastor taylor was talking about dan frost the first thing that jumped into my brain that made me think that i have got a lot of years on me is that when he came through the line and he had his children with him and i could remember the days that he came to camp when he was first a little child and It's wonderful to see their faces, to see them grow with God, and to become great servants of God. And I'm thankful for Camp Sunlight and all the work of this ministry. And thank you.
2: Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Anybody else want to give a testimony? Yes, Emily. So. They going to hand you that mic so the live stream live stream folks can hear.
7: So this year this year I was able to bring my niece with me and that was a huge blessing and I could see so much growth and um, just so much opportunity but even camp as a whole was amazing this year because I mean I got to Friday night and um, there was a huge lack of caffeine at that point and I sat down in the way back and I was watching the kids all give their testimonies and these were all the junior campers and you know, I, I didn't realize that junior campers were uh, more mature than I thought, to be honest, in some ways, and a lot of their testimonies and um, just what they had to say was so uplifting and encouraging, and it just made me really reflect and think, wow, how amazing God is that he can bring all these kids together, even after COVID and everything else that has gone on, and they had just had these positive, uplifting things that they could enjoy from this experience. So,
2: Amen. 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 All the way in the back, Brother Kelsey.
8: So, uh, to, oh, sorry. to kind of go along with what Emily was saying about the maturity aspect, um, I had seven middle school boys in my tent, and I was the only counselor. Um, so we would have our nightly uh, come back to the cabin, and we're supposed to have a devotional time. That usually got eaten up by questions about the two, um, the two chapel services throughout the day. And I remember uh, on Thursday, Ethan Malachuk's message at the beginning was about like identity in Christ, um, and also about dealing with um, like sin nature and kind of specifically more like the um, LGBTQ and that, because that, kids have to deal with that these days. Um, and I had one kid who, this is 12 hours after the fact, and after we get them all simmered down, he asked me, uh, I think verbatim, why does God continue? Why does God allow us to continue to fall victim to sin nature, even if we pray for Him to take it away? And this is a 13-year-old boy who's been stewing over this for 10 hours at that point. And I was, I was kind of shocked at the depth of question and stuff like that is what I, uh, what I got from my boys every night, all of them, and it was quite impressive actually to see that level of um, engagement with the chapel messages.
2: Amen. Amen. We want these young people to be challenged to think and to really analyze their relationship with God and and to really want to grow. That's our goal. Anybody else? Testimony? Yes, ma'am. Miss Jessie.
6: I'm not going to lie. Camp um, was very stressful (laughs) this year. (laughs) Um, It's never easy to... To work there, you don't do it for yourself, obviously, you do it for the kids. Um, But, And it was a little extra stressful being in New York, there's a lot more that goes on over there than goes on here in Vermont or even New Hampshire. Um, But at the end of the day, being at chapel, it was always uplifting to hear the amens or the encouragement that the students would give the speaker at that point, because it just told me that they were listening. Um, And they were receiving, and it just made it all worth it. Amen. Amen.
2: Absolutely. Anybody else? Let's do it. We'll do a verse. Do a camp song.
0: Um Okay, I type in I'm so happy and here's the reason why. You can do that one. They, they do know it actually.
1: I'm so happy, here's the reason why.
2: bring in speakers. We brought in a speaker for junior camp, Brother Terry Taylor, missionary to Papua New Guinea, who now works in children's ministries in Ohio. And then the teen camp, we had Brother Ethan Malachuk. He's the co-pastor with his dad down in Massachusetts. And always at the end of the week, we cut them a check. We pay them for coming and preparing and preaching for the week. And So as I was getting ready to cut the check for Ethan Malachuk, he told me, he says, no, he said, I'm going to go ahead and donate all that towards sponsorship for the kids from his church to go to camp. So he paid for a whole group of kids from his church with his love, his love offering, his, his pay for preparing and preaching all week long. It's that kind of sacrifice that makes those kind of ministries continue to move forward. Um, We did the inspection. We had three inspectors come through. And as they came into the kitchen, they opened one of the big coolers. And there was an Ace Hardware bucket in the cooler. And the inspector looked at me and he says, what's in the Ace Hardware bucket? And I said, I don't know. So I took the, there was something on it. I said, it's cherry tomatoes in there. He said you can't you can't have food in an Ace Hardware bucket. I said, "Well, our church every year, I encourage people to bring produce from their gardens and we bring it to camp." And he said, "That's fine and good, but you can't put it in an Ace Hardware bucket." He said, "How do you know that what didn't have or something in it. He said, how do you know? I said, well, I don't really know, but I can promise you my church people weren't bringing their tomatoes in a gasoline-covered can. So we kind of talked back and forth a little bit, and he went ahead and let it go, although he did give me a minor citation telling me I need proper food-quality containers in our cooler. But the reason I'm telling you that story is is because... You contribute, not just like Ethan, he contributed, but you contribute, whether it be a tomato or a cucumber or an offering, we all make it happen. Or like Jesse, a week to come and run the snack shop and be a lifeguard, whoever it is, whatever it is, your small part or large part, it's what enables us to do Camp Sunlight. Anybody else have a testimony? your week at camp. Yes, sir.
9: So I just wanted to say that this is my first year as a counselor, which was nice. I got to work with Aaron a little bit, Aaron Malachuk. And um, we had initially seven kids, I guess, but we Dwindled it down to six because he moved out of our cabin but uh, the six that I had were really good kind of like Kelsey said with asking questions about things that we had learned throughout the day in chapel with Ethan and um, had learned a lot while they were there one of which I believe accepted the Lord as a savior while he was there and two or three of the other ones all made decisions about changing things in their lives and had brought that to us later that evening after they had done that. And so that was uplifting to us. And also, being able to work with Kurt doing um, the riflery was kind of fun on my part, but also uh, kind of awesome to hang out with some of the kids that i would never known before from different churches and be able to uh, intermingle with different people throughout the week was just kind of a nice getaway from my busy, crazy life that we had. And we also had these three kids. So that was very rough sometimes throughout the week, but it was well worth it to go.
2: Amen. But not quite as hard it is for us regular people. Batman can do things that others can't. So we kind of expect you to be able to handle that. Anybody else? Prayer requests, praises, testimonies. There's
9: one right there.
10: Uh,
9: I was a counselor last year, or no, (laughs) I was a camper last year, and it was just good to see all the old faces and the new faces of campers. Amen. And
2: we were very happy for Isaac to come. He worked in the snack shop. He worked hard. And then him and Zach and sometimes somebody else, whoa, Kim, they were mopping in that kitchen. I mean, working like dogs in there, mopping that big kitchen. And they did a phenomenal job. The camp that we rented this year, I was a little bit surprised as, as, um, as intense as those inspectors were, I was a little surprised at how dirty the kitchen was when we got there. And so our kitchen people, they started cleaning, I don't know how many years worth of dirt in there, but those mopper, the moppers, I mean, they transformed the look of that floor in there from the time we arrived to the time we left. Uh, The director of their camp came to me and she said to me, wow you guys have made this place sparkle. And that is a blessing to me because we try, every place we rent, we want to leave cleaner than when we came. That's our philosophy. And we did it for sure at this youth camp this time. But they all worked hard. Isaac and Zach, Kim. And was there one other guy who jumped in, I think, and helped one night? Clark. Yeah, Clark helped out one night. And that was great. Wonderful job. Let's do one more verse, and then we'll do our offering.
0: Let's do uh, Praise the Name of Jesus. Let's do that chorus, Praise the Name of Jesus. Praise the
1: Name of Jesus. Praise the Name of Jesus. He's my deliverer, whom will I trust,
0: praise the name of Jesus. Why don't we at this time, let's have all the kids that won medals at camp, why don't you guys all come up here on the platform and then you can tell us what you won and what it's for and all that stuff. Okay, Levi, since you're the first one, I want not you right up there. Tell us what you want, what it is. Fortunate. Tell us your name, your age, Levi your social Morris. security number. <laughs> <laughs> 15 and I won second place in
2: rifleery. Hi, I'm Alex.
8: I'm 15 and I won third place in archery.
0: Yeah, you can go down and sit
4: down.
2: <laughs> All right, is there anybody else maybe somebody wants to give a testimony before we move on? Yes, patience. We'd love to hear a testimony from you.
3: I just want to say
9: thank you to everyone. For the prayers and support and everything to my parents and to me, the cards. Thank you. Amen. Amen.
2: And you are an incredible inspiration to all of us here in church tonight. You just got out of the hospital, what, a couple days ago? A- Absolutely, so thrilled to see you here tonight. Anybody else? Testimony? Yes, Alika.
11: So, I worked the craft barn, uh, so I got to intermingle with a lot of kids, and they were all searching. Like all the kids, they are just, you could tell some come from different homes, and this is their week where they've come broken and. They leave hopeful. Um, So throughout the week, you're able to just pour truth into all these kids. And um, we had one girl get saved in our cabin and another, um, she was like, I realize I need to read my Bible. Like, this is God's truth. I'm like, yes. (laughs) You know, so they're making all these connections. And it was just a really good week to observe and to pour truth into all these kids.
2: Amen. Well, Alika, before you give the mic back, before we went to camp, you came to me and gave me a testimony about camp when you were a camper. Maybe you could share a little testimony about that. Oh, man. <laughs> you can't remember. Too, no. many, too yeah. many things passed. Yeah. So you came and you told me how that camp when you were a little girl... It not only made a difference in then, but throughout you growing up, the things Um, you learned.
11: (laughs) It's so true. So, um, camp, I got saved at camp um, when I was, it was my second year there, I got saved. um, And that, like, I had never known, um, because I had gone to church my whole life, but I had never known that, like, God loved me, that his word was for me. And getting saved and going there every year and hearing those words of truth and then applying them when I was older because I could fall back on them, that has shaped my family. Like, I'm here now because I had received Christ at camp.
2: Amen. 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 That's wonderful. Yes, young lady right over there, Miss Hillary. And actually, I know Hillary as Hillary Dutkowitz because she came to camp ever since she was a very little girl.
6: Well, you took the words out of my mouth. Since we're <laughs> since we're reflecting, we're doing a lot of reflecting. Um, my a lot of my life is camp. Um, I started coming to camp mm, about a decade ago. Um, I was going into high school and. I grew up in a church family. Um, We were all Christians. And uh, that very first year, I had reaffirmed my salvation and and became more aware of what that meant. Um, And unbeknownst to me, that was where I was going to find my husband. Um, And so we're working on three years of marriage um, and a child who we plan to bring to camp. Um, And so there is so much of my life that is built from camp. Um, three of my four bridesmaids were friends that I met at camp two of my friends who were helping with the wedding are from camp um, so there is a very large portion of my life that is built from camp Amen.
2: Amen, Amen. absolutely and Hillary told me, she said one of the reasons she moved down to this area was to go to Victory Baptist Church because of the connection with camp and the ministries and of course we welcome her and love her she's part of the church family absolutely anybody else testimony boys girls moms dads grandmas grandpas all right one more thing
6: you can
7: go next i know so i have to say i got up on wednesday morning and i thought you know i should probably go down and help with fishing because there are two guys down there a plethora of kids are thinking about getting up i tried to get all the kids i could go fishing the next day so there were 27 kids down there fishing and we had to put all the lures, put all everything needed to go on the fishing lines. So we thankfully lived through that and headed back. And before I knew it, I get into the cafeteria and Kurt starts like putting on his bandana. He's ready to like go to work in the cafeteria. So Kurt's now working in the cafeteria and that guy's like flying around giving the kids food. Did he wash the worms off his I think he did. I want He's, he <laughs> said he did. I'm gonna take his word for it. Okay. And then all of a sudden I see Rachel. Rachel is feeding all the kids, she's running around making sure things are clean, trying to make sure everything's taken care of. And then later on I see Rachel doing all these other tasks and Kurt's over there doing riflery. And I'm just in awe. I mean, I came out one day and I heard Doris got up at like she went to bed at like eleven thirty got back up around like a little after midnight, then she got up at 3, then she got back up at 5 to make us coffee. Like the workers, I just can't even begin to explain the amount of work that goes into it and the dedication. So thank you all very much to the staff who pour their heart into this every year.
2: Amen. Absolutely. Your brother David.
7: (laughs) Um,
12: Yeah, I just kind of wanted to go off of what they were saying about how church camp really changed their life, because I got saved at 13, and going through the pressures of high school and middle school, um, I just became very, like, I don't know, cornered, and I just know the pressures, especially of today's world, what kids are going through at school, and my kids are in public school, too, and it's just... uh, it's just pretty incredible, like the transition that you really go through in your heart when you're there. And when you're standing in front of all these other kids and you see them singing to God and worshiping and praising and reading their Bible, it just really opens up your eyes that you don't have to be this scared kid in a dark place alone at school when you don't have a lot of other friends. And it's just like, when you get there, these kids are so happy and they're so full of joy and they just give you so much love and they accept you and everybody there is just so accepting and just motivating and when i go when i went back home after camp i just remember like all i wanted to do was just tell everybody at school about what i experienced and you know even some of them would laugh at me but i just didn't care because i just realized how much everybody can truly really love you and care about you sincerely um when you know things are rough at home or rough at school and um, we didn't get to go this year, but I really was just looking forward to getting there at some point and just being able to witness kids in their transition being an, an adult now. And then especially um, when I got married to Yvonne, you know, she she didn't know much about God at the time. And just to be able to bring her to the Lord and then watch her kids grow in the Lord, and it's just pretty amazing to just, you know, witness what camp does for kids.
2: is this year your girl came to camp.
12: <laughs> yes, Chloe made it to camp. And Amen. Hopefully next year she'll be bringing her friend. So,
2: Amen. Excellent. excellent, excellent. Anybody else testimony? Yes, ma'am. Right here. This young lady right over here. Your mom. You don't think your mom's a young lady? Yeah. She <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> She is.
6: So I don't know if I can do this without crying.
1: I want to thank you to everybody who watched over her because I was very scared to send her because she has seizures and she gets overtired. And everybody watched over her. And I can't thank you enough for the people who did send me messages that she was doing fine and she came home and had fun. And the best part is, she told me that she accepted Jesus as her savior.
6: Amen. Amen. And thank you to my niece, Alika, who was her cabin counselor for helping her with it. And if I can make a request for the song that has My Chains Are Gone, because she really enjoyed that song. Sophie, you could sing it, please?
2: Let's do it right now. There we go.
0: three flats. Amazing grace, my chains are gone. The one that has my chains are gone on there, William, you got (laughs) amazing
1: grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like
4: As a camper, as actually as a pre-camper, I, I started going to camp with my parents, and then I went as a camper all my life, and um, I know uh, just a year or two out of school, pastor called me and asked me if I would be a counselor, like, I don't know, three or four days before camp, and I said, well, let me check with my boss and see if I can, and he's he said I could, so I went, and I've, I've not missed a year that we've had camp ever since. Um, just enjoyed it. I've been, um, and, um, you know, a few years, a couple years ago, I realized I'd been a counselor along there. Then I'd been a camper, and, um, and, um, it, and, and just looking around and, and through the years watching, um, campers grow up and become counselors. And, um, first thing, you know, I'm looking around and I'm realizing, you know what? Um, I am the old counselor here, and, um, and, and just seeing all these kids that are now pastors and, uh, youth pastors and, you know, um, workers in their churches and just, it's just neat to watch all these kids grow up, coming to camp all the years, and you know them from, you know, Adam Malachuk, uh, I was just talking, you know, we're at Riflery with Jeremy, and, um, and, um. Anna Anna Joy Malachuk was up there, and, you know, she looks just like all the Malachuks. You can't tell any of them apart, but, you know, just all the little girls, um, as I I did, you know, um, with um, Pastor Malachuk's, Eric Malachuk's girls doing riflery, and now I've got his grandgirls doing riflery, and... um, and so I was telling her, I said, you know, it's funny to see you guys running around, and, and I said, you know, I remember when little Adam was running around uh, as a pre-camper, and you know, and she thought that was funny because, you know, of course Adam's now working in the sports program, and um, you know, it's just it's just cool to see all this stuff, and um, and this year and last year, um, you know, I I didn't have I didn't I wasn't a counselor in a cabin, which. Um, which is it's a it 's a total change where i 'm just doing riflery and doing uh, little helps around. It was nice to work uh, you know get up in the morning and uh, i 'm up anyway, so um, it was a natural for me to jump in there with zach and and help him with the fishing and you know, it was nice to, to hang out with Zach for a little while and then I'd get done with that and go up to the kitchen and all the ladies had in and, and Dave and everybody had the, the dinner all ready to serve and I clean up and get my stuff on so I can follow all the rules and, and and serve the breakfast and you know, then I'd go from there to something else and and worked with this person in this group, and you know they were all prepared. And then I went up with Rifle Ray, Jeremy, jump in there, and um, and, um, and just all these different people that are just working to make it happen. And the interaction with the kids, you know, chatting with the kids at the rifle range, and um, and um, and just um, you know, it's just a great time. Where you just don 't have the whole thing of the world, um, you know it 's just pulling out of the world and being with just that Christian influence just for one week in the year and um, it just It just brings me to what I think heaven might be a, you know have a taste of what that would be like just just none of the stuff you know I I came back and I'm looking at the news and it's just it's all all coming back and you know all the things that we deal with and and camp is just a little little pull out of that and um, and um, what what got me thinking is when um, when uh, Jenny mentioned you know she wanted to sing this song and so on the bus ride home so on the bus ride there it was good you know they're chatting they're having a good time and you know they get carried away and. I had um, Clark on the bus, and so he was my adult. and So he was making sure everybody's behaving himself, because I can't get up and go speak to him while I'm driving. But on the way home, um, Clark had to leave at camp. And so I had no adult on the bus on the ride home. So I'm thinking, okay, So it's just me with 20, I don't know how many kids. And they were so good. And as I'm driving, I listen, and they're all singing camp songs on the way back from camp. So it was just a neat, you know, it's, it's always a neat experience. Every year is different, but, but it's just, it's a, it's a special time of year for me. Amen.
2: Amen. Anybody else, maybe you've been holding back, you're ready to give your testimony. Yes, ma'am.
13: So I got the privilege to be the aquatics director at camp this year Um, so I'm just really thankful for the safety that we had you know with all of the different activities uh, whether it be rifle or archery we passed our inspection no violations which was a big stressor um, as we were waiting on that Department of Health inspection Um, so I'm just really thankful for the team of people that I got to work with a funny story and it's only funny because of how it turned out but. Um, last day I kind of wade through the water and I'm over there talking to Meredith and I look over at the end of the dock and underneath the dock there's this thing floating in the water and it looks like a foot (laughs) and I look at Meredith and the color is gone from my face and I said how can this happen and Meredith looks at me and she says it's just a floaty it's just a crab floaty it was the thermometer bouncing up and down in the water and I was like thank you Jesus (laughs) So I don't know about next year if I'm going to be the camp aquatics director, but this year it went very well. And I am thankful um, for all of the work that everyone put into. We had to do a special trip back in July uh, to do extra training and just everybody's willingness to uh, make it happen.
2: Amen. Amen. Which really leads me to impress on you that I really, really want you to pray with me. I am going to go. we, We for three years had a contract with Camp Tecumta, and we did camp there two years, one year got canceled because of COVID. But um, we weren't able to go back because Camp Tecumta told me we won't let anybody on the property who's not COVID vaccine. So they wanted every child, every counselor, every kitchen worker, even their delivery people had to be vaccine for COVID. And I told them, I said, well, We have a diversity of churches. I mean, I know for a fact that there are people who just are not comfortable to get those. And so I know that there's gonna be churches who won't participate. And so they told me, well, then we can't let you come. But I really would like to see Camp Sunlight come back to Vermont. I'd like to see it come back to Camp Tecumta. So you pray with me. I went on their site Oh, I think it was yesterday afternoon when I was working in my office getting ready for today. I just pulled up Camp and I went down and I'm reading their site to see if maybe they mentioned whether they would changed some of their things. It doesn't say that they have, but it's interesting to me that they have on there that Camp Sunlight is one of the camps that use their facility. And I'm going to use that when I write them, I'm going to say, listen, in <laughs> our heart we're still there. Uh, But I am getting ready to write them a letter. I'm going to have the other pastors in our fellowship all sign it. We're going to cooperatively, as a group, ask them to reconsider. Um, It is difficult because it is a camp for kids with cancer. Uh, Their directors is like a board of medical directors. And so they they have a very singular perspective. And I understand that so i'm asking you to pray with me that somehow the lord would work that out to where they would let us rent again the facility we were at was wonderful it was a great facility Um, but even like jenny mentioning she was aquatics director well that was required by the state of new york jenny had to take special classes get certified as an aquatics director our nurses who are RNs, we had two RNs there. Both had to take wilderness uh, first aid, it involved stuff like amputations and all kinds of stuff that we hope would never happen in camp. I mean, even if, even if the option was available, and I was in the nurses' station and I offered, I had a pocket knife, I offered to amputate a kid's finger, they wouldn't even let me do it. There's no way that we need a wilderness certification, but we had to have two people with that, which is if we'd had to do the full course, it's two eight hour days for our nurses and a $300 check for each one. Uh, So I would really like to not have to go through the rigid part of New York. I'd really love to see us come back to Vermont so pray with me maybe the lord has another intention but pray with me that uh, camp to come to will reconsider we had a wonderful relationship with them they had only good things to say about us renting each year um but COVID just kind of threw a wrench in that so pray with me that somehow the lord would change that and we would be able to come back to where it's only a little more than an hour away and and as regulated as Vermont is, it doesn't compare to New York. Not that we don't want to be safe, we do want to be safe. But it's like regulation upon regulation upon regulation. Sometime I'll bring down the stack of stuff that we I had to have to appease the state of New York. Um, and they came and wanted to see. They, they quizzed me on what was in All these many, many pages, Uh, they're serious, and I took it serious, but I don't want to have to do it twice. So you pray with me that we're able to see that come to pass. Any other testimonies? Yes, sir.
8: Um, So also talking about my campers again, the first day, so I had seven boys. The first day, I was trying to get a feel for who's who in the cabin, and I had four boys that are all big sports guys, and they all know each other. Then I had three others that didn't know the other four, and they kind of kind of know each other, but it wasn't a large relationship there. So I was like, oh, okay, I found my two clicks. That's how it's going to be. And then one of the boys, um, again, middle school, one of the boys, the youngest of them, pulls out a book, and he's like, hey, can I read this after lights out? And I'm like, um, what is it? And it was a Thomas the Tank Engine book. And my initial thought is, and all the boys saw it. my initial thought is, oh no, here we go. He's going to be the one that gets picked on and I have to talk to the other boys. But no, these four boys, who are like soccer stars, uh, start inviting, they think it's the coolest thing. They invite him to sit with them at every chapel, every meal. Uh, They affectionately gave him the cabin nickname, we all had those, of uh, Tank. And he was Tank all week long. And the boys were great, Uh, to the point where... Um, One-on-ones, while we did do them, became a little redundant because the boys were open books with each other. They would happily talk amongst themselves about the lessons and stuff, so there was no question amongst them of people's uh, faith, and they were actively supporting each other through that. At times, during the discussions, all I had to do was single out which one was talking at a time and try and calm down the other ones. So it really was quite good in that regards.
2: Amen. Amen. Anybody else who might have missed you? And then Brother John has a quick devotion. I I thought, you know what? Maybe you'd like to hear from the camp praise music leader slash youth director for the devotion tonight. Anybody else want to not miss anybody? Oh, Billy Joe, go ahead.
10: So I'm going to try to make it so you can hear me. So all week I was perfectly fine good voice, good, all, you know, all that type of stuff. I get home and I get this, but that's, um, we had a great time in the snack shop. A lot of kids were, if they didn't have something for money to pay, a lot of them would chip in and like, sure, I'll help you with this or I'd do with this. But the last day we had pre-campers that came in and helped us in the, in the snack shop and they loved it. And the kids absolutely loved, they would get their candies and go ahead and one of the best things was when Jesse was in there, <coughs> and he was trying to help with the kids, and they were t- debating what they wanted and trying to figure out what they want. And Jesse just looked at them and goes, what do you want? <laughs> Tell me what you want now. <laughs> and they would just bounce right off from Jesse. And it was really nice to see these little pre-campers kind of like fitting in different places that you wouldn't normal expect them to. And it was really, really nice. Yeah.
2: Anybody else might have missed you? We're going to turn it right over to Brother John. Yeah, let's do the camp video. That's right, I forgot we had the camp video.
14: This is the day. That the Lord has made, we will rejoice as we lift his name. This is the day that the Lord has made, come and rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in Shine, the skies will rain i know that you are good and this is the day
0: you um, on that uh, clip there of the teens singing in the in the chapel there uh, right on that front row was a guy named John i think his last name was Chen John Chen From China and he is actually in China he is in an underground church there and so for him to come to the United States and to be part of Camp Sunlight every song we sang he couldn't contain himself he just kept moving back and forth and lift up his voice and sometimes he would hold his hands on his face like this and sing I couldn't look at him I'd start crying because it was just it was so moving it was so moving. Were you going to say something, Pastor the Taylor? About same, that?
2: The same kid, John. As we were cashing the kids out their cash cards, what they don't spend on their cash cards, we give them their money back. And so John came and he sat down beside me. and He's watching me give these kids back their money. And I was running out of $1 bills. And so I made an intercom announcement, if anybody has $1 bills, bring them to me and I'll give them you know, five ones, give them a $5 bill. So he sits there and he takes out five ones and he puts it down and I handed him a five and a little girl came up and I, I counted up what I owed her. It was like $3 and 10 cents or something. And I went to get the money and $3 came down on the table. I said, where did this $3 come from? And I looked over and John looks at me and he said, Donation. Yeah. He's got a good heart. He really does.
11: So he came to the craft shop, and I had that first challenge, and he said he knew all the verses in Chinese, and he knows most of the Bible in Chinese by heart. Wow.
0: It was unbelievable. Um, But on on kind of a little more of a humorous side, on, on Friday night, the senior high and the junior high get to go to the kitchen and we get to raid the kitchen and we get to eat all the leftover food, right? And they look forward to it from day one. They can't wait until Friday night so they can go and raid the kitchen. But afterwards, there's all kinds of little games that start breaking out. And uh, they started doing, you know, macho man competitions. OK, who can do the most push-ups, and who can do the, mo- the longest plank, and stuff like that. And so there's some of these guys that are real macho. You know, they're going to get out there, and they're going to do as many push-ups as they can. And wouldn't you believe it, John Chen beat bo- everybody on both competitions. He did the most push-ups, and he held the longest plank back back to back like that. It was unbelievable. He was, I was like, I never would have thought coming from that guy. And then he comes walking over to me. "Ah, What do I get? (laughs) We gave him some cash cards (laughs) because we didn't have anything else. Aaron was going to offer him some chapstick. And I said, no, don't give him your chapstick. But my testimony that I wanted to give um, uh, was about the music. We Last year was very different than this year when it came to the music. Last year it was it was very it was hard to get the kids to sing and get them to sing out. It took a couple of days, um, but this year, day one, as soon as we started singing, they just filled that room with with songs. And guys that you would look at and you think, oh, they're never going to open their mouth to sing. They couldn't contain themselves. They're just singing as loud as they could, and it was so moving and. And I, and one night I walked back to my cabin and I was just talking to the Lord. I said, God, thank you for what you've allowed for me to do here at Camp Sunlight. I get to be part of leading them and worshiping you through songs and just sharing, you know, pouring their heart out. And, I, and every time I think about John Chen, I'm just going to get teary because I can't, I, can't, I can't imagine what it would be like to all of a sudden be to a place where you can just freely sing as loud as you want. Uh, and, and he didn't, he couldn't speak real. I mean, he spoke good English. He spoke good English, but it was very broken. It was very broken English. It was limited, but he was singing those songs. He could read the words. And so he was singing to the best that he could. Didn't matter what song it was. He just sang. And so that was really such a blessing to me. And I enjoyed that very much. Uh, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I'm only going to just, just real quick, just for a few minutes, talk about, um, uh, uh, a passage out of 1 Kings chapter 18. Father God, thank you for this night that you've given to us and thank you for Camp Sunlight and for all the things that we got to do. Uh, and Lord, most of all, for all the teens and the junior ch- uh, junior chapel kids that trusted Christ as their Savior this week, Lord. It was It made everything worth it to see those kids put their faith and trust in you. And we're so thankful for that. And pray, Lord, that now as we just briefly talk about this passage of Scripture, that you give me the words to say. Uh, help it to be accurately representing of what the text is talking about. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in Teen Chapel, every evening, Pastor Malachuk, Ethan Malachuk, he talked about a specific mountain. Um, and he had different points with all of them. and. And um, maybe some of you could quote all of them. I I was trying to think of them on the way over and I couldn't remember every single mountain, but he talked about uh, Mount Sinai where God is holy. He talked about the mountain of Beatitudes where God became man. He talked about um, uh, <clears throat> Mount Moriah, where God is love. Talked about Mount Zion. And then he talked about Mount Calvary. I guess I did get all of them. He talked about Mount Calvary, where Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. And so every night he talked about a mountain and made one point about that. And, and it was funny because he told them, this is what we're going to do. And so some of the kids, they listened to the first message and they were, start, they were trying to guess what the next mountain was that he was going to talk about. Some of them were all on. There was one kid that got he guessed every single one leading up to that that chapel message, and I thought that was really uh, applicable to the theme of Camp Sunlight, which was meeting God on the mountain, Uh, and there was one mountain that Ethan and I had talked about that Ethan didn't talk about, and when Pastor Taylor uh, mentioned, hey, um, let's have you do the quick devotion for Sunday night, I thought, that's the mountain I'm going to talk about, and this one is, I titled it The Mountain of Taking a Stand. The mountain of taking a stand. And this is 1 Kings chapter 18. Many of you know this story. This is between Elijah and King Ahab. Uh, King Ahab and Jezebel are wicked people, but they're the rulers of Israel at this time. And they are servants to the god of Baal. And Baal, uh, the most popular Canaanite god, uh, idols to Baal were often made in the shape of a bull, representing strength, fertility, and reflecting the lust for power and sexual pleasure. And so these were the people who were in charge of God's people, the children of Israel. And God sent Elijah to them and told them, uh, because of this, there will be a famine. There will be no rain for three years in the land. And so three years comes and goes. And God tells Elijah to go and show himself to Ahab. And then I will send rain. And as Elijah approaches Ahab, uh, Ahab Ahab's servant Obadiah who is a follower of God comes out to meet Ahab and or excuse me Elijah and Elijah tells Obadiah go tell Ahab that I am here and have him come talk to me face to face well Ahab comes and and approaches Elijah and as he's approaching Elijah he says aren't thou the man that troubleth Israel and Elijah's like whoa wait a minute you've got it twisted I am not the man who has troubled Israel. Instead, you are. And if you look at verses 18 and 19, look at verse, actually 17 of First Kings chapter 18, it says, And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Verse 18, And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou in thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Now we get to verse 19. Now, therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto what's the mountain Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the groves 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. Verse twenty. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered all the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. So between the prophets of Baal and the and the prophets of the groves, how many prophets do we know that are coming along with the children of Israel to talk to or to meet Elijah on Mount Carmel? How many prophets are there total? I'm sorry? 850, 850, 450 of the prophets of Baal and then 400 of the prophets of the groves. And so 850 prophets along with all the children of Israel, they come to meet Elijah at Mount Carmel. Look at verse 21 of 1 Kings chapter 18. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, then follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it into pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood and put no fire under and call ye on the name of your gods. And I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answereth by fire. Let him be God. And all the people answered and said, let's say it together. It is well spoken. So, so, um, Elijah has presented this test, if you will, let's find out who the real God is. You've got the God, the Baal, or you have God, Jehovah, and we're going to do exactly the same thing. We're going to make this sacrifice. We're going to put it on the altar. And we're going to put no fire under it. And you call unto your God, I will call unto my God. And the God who answers by fire will be the one who is the one true God. And all the people standing there listening, thinking it's well-spoken. This is a good idea. Had they ever seen that happen before? Probably not so they 're thinking, yeah, this is a good idea let 's find out who the real true God is, and I thought about this, and there were teenagers who came to camp there were junior they were junior teen, junior camp kids that came to camp, and they were in that same position they 're halting between two opinions oh, i 've heard about this God that Camp Sunlight talks about and how they, and who they preach, but then i 've also heard about the God of the world, and, and that could be many different gods right but they 've heard about those two different opinions, and so they 're kind of waffling they 're like I, I, I'm not sure which way to go. And so Elijah says, well, we're going to show you, we're going to prove to you who is the one true God. And the story goes that he lets the prophets of Baal go first. And you know how this goes. They cry out to, the, they cry out to their God, God Baal, and they're dancing around and they, they do this for a period of time. And, God, and their God, Baal, doesn't answer. And so they take it one step further. They start cutting themselves and they start spilling their blood on the altar in hopes That Baal would look at that and say, oh, I I approve of that. Therefore, I will now send fire to consume that. And for a long time, that never happened. Nothing ever happened. And finally, Ahab said, or excuse me, not Ahab. Elijah says unto them, all right, you've had your try. Now, all the children of Israel, come unto me. Come unto me. Verse 30. And Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be by thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench about the altar as great as wood contained two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. So how many, bol- how many barrels of water were poured on the altar? Four barrels, three times. How many barrels of water? Twelve barrels, of water all over the sacrifice. And it says that, it, that everything was filled, uh, and they did the third time, verse 35, and the water ran about the altar and filled the trench also with water. Verse 36, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench." And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, let's say this together. Ready? The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. Now this mountain, I looked at this and I thought, Elijah was telling the people, take a stand. Take a stand. Lots of those kids, they made decisions at Camp Sunlight. And maybe they didn't make it. Uh, audibly to people or to the counselors. And we do, all of us counselors, we really do make it a priority to talk to every single teenager one-on-one and find out where they are and where their spiritual life is and if God is working in them and what decisions they have made. And not always do they tell you the decisions that they've made, but maybe in their heart, they really have made a decision. They just feel uncomfortable to share it with you or whatever the case is. And as I read this passage of scripture and I was thinking about this, I wanted to encourage the, the campers that are here tonight, and each one of us, you know what? When we came off of the mountain and we came back to the valley, the Valley of Virgins, we are back into our regular daily routine, back into our work, back getting ready to go back into the schools, and we will be faced with two opinions. We will be faced with the opinion of the world, or the opinion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we will be tested, and we need to take a stand. We need to take a stand. It's not the, it is not the popular thing to do right now. Many of those kids, many of those teenagers, they realize that they, that they trust in Christ as their Savior are the minority now. They're the minority and the, the voice of the world is much louder than our voice is. And it will be hard for them to take a stand. And we need to pray for them that they will stand. That they will say, no, 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 I believe what God says. I believe that God is my Savior. And I believe that He is the one and only true God. And that everything that He says in His Word is truth, that it's all truth. They will be tested. We will be tested. And, it, and Satan will test us, their friends will test them, their coworkers, maybe even their family members. Ah, oh, come on, you went to that Christian camp. What are you talking about? Jeremy and I were talking about people from his work saying, oh, you're going to a Christian camp to do some work for the week. Now, it's not just kids, it's adults as well. We need to take a stand. And Elijah's saying, don't waffle between two. You know, And at camp this year, God showed to us, you know, he is the one true God. He really is. As he moves in our hearts, and as he moves through that camp, he showed us, I am the one true God. We therefore need to take a stand in that one true God. So the mountain of taking a stand, Mount Carmel. Can we pray? And then, uh, Pastor Taylor, I'll turn it back over to you. Father, thank you for this night that you've given to us. And please, I do pray for each camper. Uh, That's here and that's not here. That came to Camp Sunlight. Lord, uh, already they are probably being tested. They are probably being uh, challenged with the decisions that they've made and with their relationship with you already. Maybe even as they got in the vehicle to come home, they were being challenged. God, please give them strength that nobody else can but you to take a stand for their God, for God, Jehovah, for Christ. I pray that you'd please help them and help us as the adults that counseled them, that worked with them, help us to pray for them, that they would be strong, that they would continue to stand for Christ. Help us to stand for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: And as we're dismissed, I encourage you when we come back, we always have uh, stuff from the snack shop. We try to clear that out. If you'd like, talk to Jesse and uh, Billy Joe, buy some things from the Snack Shop, help us out. Men's Conference is just around the corner. Um, I had a guy at camp come to me. He said to me, hey, man, I'm really looking forward to Men's Conference. Uh, so our ministry ministries, Victory Baptist, they just continue to go on locally yeah. and beyond. Uh, as we try to do a work for Christ. Thank you for coming out tonight. John already dismissed us in prayer. witness. dismissed.